Hi, this is Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment and this is another episode of The Tingle Zone. In this episode I'm talking with Elle Edwards who is building a community dedicated to enabling you to smile more and be more you. Or you -ier. Brought up in a strong evangelical Christian environment, she was taught from an early age to fear God. Elle strived to be perfect in every way. The perfect Christian, the perfect wife, the perfect mother. Eventually she realised that trying to be normal was making her crazy and that something had to change. Elle started to build new relationships with her faith and herself and recognised that love is at the heart of everything, including all the flaws and imperfections. Now she helps others to do the same. This is a joyous discussion where we explore Elle's journey and beliefs, hopping from one tangent to another but always getting back to the same message. We don't need to know exactly where we're going, but if we trust the ripples and follow the nudges, all the time with love in our hearts, then we'll get to where we need to be. Which actually sums up the conversation itself quite nicely. Amongst the many things we discuss are topics such as using stories to deliver your message so that people don't get hung up on specific details, the differences between faith, religion and organised religions, and the many similarities there are between supposedly opposing belief systems. And the biggest topic of all is, of course, the importance of being you. Before we jump into the interview, if not already done so, please do have a listen of my TEDx talk. If you go to my website, businessenjoyment.com, a pop-up will appear giving you direct access. Alternatively, take a look at my LinkedIn profile and you'll find a link there, either in my profile or in the featured section. This talk sets out my ethos that life and business is about so much more than just money and sets out how you can be successful and happy at the same time. So do check that out, but for now, sit back, relax, take a moment to think about in which direction you're being nudged, and most of all, enjoy. I'm Elle Edwards. Uh, I'm from Llanelli in South Wales in the UK. Uh, I'm a podcaster, author, um, host of a community uh, and all round lovely person who doesn't like being put in boxes and really struggles with the what's your name and where do you come from piece. But ultimately, I'm here to help people um, have fun with God and smile more. I want there to be more delightful, smiley, wonderful Christians in the world, because I believe actually that's what we're meant to be, not like really dour and scary and judgmental. Um, yeah. There you go. So if you were to put yourself in a box, what kind of box? No. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a one with squishy walls so that I wouldn't have to like stick, stay on them too much. And it'd be like rainbow colored and fun. And, oh, and, and it'd have to have windows so I could see out because I'm quite nosy. I don't like to be, I'm not see. Whenever I go to a restaurant um, or even just a pub, I have to sit if I, if I have a preference so I can survey the room because I'm very nosy and I like to people watch. Um, and my, my kids know this and they like to wind me up and go ahead of me and take the seat, which is surveying the room so that I have to sit with my back to the room and it's torment. <laughs> the cruelty of children. I know, they're just they're wonderful <laughs> teenagers. They love to torment you in many different ways. <laughs> you, you've described your box. I'm assuming you're letting people into this box of rainbows and... Absolutely. Yeah, the more the merrier. Definitely. I love people being in my box. It's lots of fun. <laughs> An outtake I might use as the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, um, right, where, where, where do we go from there? Um, 
I mean, you say, so as you say, lots of different things, um, books, podcasts, sort of thing. And you talk about your community. So tell us more about the community that you're heading, building, thriving, whatever we want to call it. <laughs> the community is now called the Blue House. Uh, when Andrew and I first met, it was actually called the Itchy Soul Playground. Uh, and it's had, it's had an expansion. We have new rooms and new spaces. But in essence, uh, I, I came away from social media at the end of last year uh, and all my attention now is really in the Blue House. It's a space where you can practice being you here. And you here is you, the person you were created to be in relationship with God. And for people who don't do God, I recognize that not everyone, some people get hung up on that word. Uh, insert your own noun in there because lots of people, even if they don't believe in God per se, I mean, I would maintain if you said, if someone said to me, I don't believe in God, I'd be like, well, tell me what God you don't believe in because I probably don't believe in him either. As an aside, uh, but you were, I believe you were born to to be there is a plan and a purpose for your life and you're born to be in in relationship with a being let's just put it like that shall we say uh, and, and in the blue house it's a space where you can simply practice being you here you can explore your quirks your foibles your eccentricities uh yes there are we're not always going to agree there are times where people don't always agree and like how do we navigate those relationships we also have um trainings in there we have we meet on zoom and record podcasts and I also have a special little rainbow room. We already mentioned rainbows. The rainbow room is a place, remember the good old Noah with the rainbow and promises. That's why it's called the rainbow room. So the rainbow room is, for those, is an extra add-on space for those people who feel like there are promises that they want to walk out with God. It's extra accountability. Um, and that's all in the rainbow room. But really it's my heart for it because I'm transparent. We are, <laughs> despite the fact we've been growing this thing for about, I don't know, six years and different guises and different names, we are still really in the infancy, but there are some exciting promises for the Blue House. And so my real heart for it is to give pe people a place where they can perhaps escape some of the nonsense online uh, and just be real and build relationships. Mm. And, you know, in building those relationships, they can be a better human in the world and actually make a difference as well. You know, the more that people can be who they were created to be, it gives people around you permission. Now, my, I've got, I made reference to my teenagers. I've got three children. They're all very different. And the beauty of, of being you here and being who, who you, you know, it's a part of my story, which we're going to get to in a minute, I'm sure, because it's, it's always things people like to talk about. But uh, what I will say is the tiny bit is if you met me in my mid twenties, you probably you would recognize me because I had the same face but in terms of energy and personality I was very different and that was because I wasn't I was in this a box of who, who I thought I should be and the more that people can start being who they should be it's better for their mental health but it's also better for their relationships you give permission for everybody to to embrace and that's not about being rude it's not about sort of like you know, because yes, sometimes I can be opinionated, but for me, I like to do it with love and kindness, um, hopefully on a good day. Um, but the more that people can simply be and, and recognize their, their strengths, but also their foibles and play with that stuff, I think it's better for our relationships and better for the world in general. Absolutely. And, the, and you know, if everybody recognizes each other as an individual and oh, absolutely. Every, other every other individual as an individual and that's OK, then everyone can be that brilliant little spark and bounce off. Absolutely. Without oh, absolutely. having to conform to what other some other people expect, demand or require. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and the part of the problem as well, we, we tend to and, I, and I, you could argue I'm guilty of doing this in the Blue House. We tend to surround ourselves with people who are like us. Uh, I mean, we have members from all over the world like you know, South Africa, Singapore, the US, Canada, UK. So I would like to think that 
there is diversity there, but we obviously have that shared interest in, in Jesus, for example. And so there is this danger, we tend to only speak to people who are like us. So then what do you do when you come across somebody who has very contrasting views? And I think you touched on it. You, you, the key there is to recognize that spark. I mean, I would, I mean, everybody's made in the image of God. And sometimes that made in the image of God piece is buried really quite deeply, you know, not wanting to date this episode, but like, actually I'm going to, this, this is quite interesting. Be interesting to listen to this when it goes out. Because at the time of recording, we are in the middle of a war in Ukraine. President Putin was made in the image of God. It's just buried somewhere deeply and got distorted. I know that might be a little bit controversial well, and some people it's, it's really like that. This, this annoys me a little bit and I totally mm. get it the whole sort of media propaganda sort of thing but with any uh anyone not just putin but mm. they're always made out to be this sort of hollywood villain twirling mustache yeah uh, i am the league of evil and i'm coming to but no one actually thinks like that no one thinks that they are evil no oh no and he's got a dog he's got a lovely labrador <laughs> <laughs> they're like cats you know it's sort of <laughs> Um, but in their own head, that what they're doing makes absolute sense. Absolutely. What oh, we've yeah. got is different ways of looking at the world and coming up yeah. with conclusions as to how we behave. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. And so I think the more that we can recognise that, you know, whatever kind of language you want to use for it, if we recognise that you know, even if you took two, like, I don't know, we'll use the example of Russia and Ukraine. You could take those two leaders and I think... They do speak the same language, and they're supposed to speak Russian. Well, well Ukrainians <laughs> have their own language, but the most of them understand Russian. But yeah. yeah, there you go. So I'm not very good at geography. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, <laughs> but I was aware of the fact that I'd heard that the president of Ukraine, whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce, had spoken in Russian. So anyway, that's an aside. But if you get them together in the room and allow them to have a conversation, they will find points that they have in common. Yes. You know, we tend to have this all or nothing view and big, you know, and that and that that does get, does get amplified by social media as well. Mm. And so instead, let's focus on the pieces that we have in common. So I use the example of the Blue House. Like for me, my theology is Jesus and love. Now that, yes, that covers a whole load of stuff. I It does my head in when you have all these different denominations and they'll get their knickers in a twist over you know, infant baptism versus full immersion and then get them talking about end time stuff i mean there's people now because of the war in russia they're going i don't know if you've come across this with oh wars and rumors of wars if ever someone says that to you okay that's actually christian um slang for oh we must be in the end times it's nonsense incidentally but we're not going to get into that right now um because <laughs> that's another but this whole thing of why do we focus on the things that are dividing us why can't we instead see you know what do we agree on and build from there and yes there'll be times when we need to agree to disagree and we can do that with love and respect but the more that we talk to people as individuals the easier it becomes to do that yeah and and as i kind of expected we're going off a tangent here we'll get to <laughs> we knew this was happening when we met <laughs> but um because yeah, um i don't i don't know which box i would put me in but if to keep it simple i'd be in the atheist sort of category sure. i'm more, i'm being very interested in religions and why they work and i've read lots of stuff about it and I, and i had a similar sort of revelation to kind of what you were just talking about there i remember watching a, a television show where um is there a god type sort of question well you know on the sunday morning when they have these sort of yeah. almost like just after the sort of the breakfast stuff there's sort of almost a controversial kind of let's get the christians the muslims talking again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever and um and i they were interviewing a a 
a, a, a priest, I think, or a vicar, or someone in the Christian area. Sorry, sure. I'm very good at all the different. <laughs> oh no, no, you're fine. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, he started questioning him and asking him, and I realised that his interpretation of what he considered to be Christianity mm. was his own personal interpretation. Everything came down to something that was inside. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I, I realised that you could speak to every single person in a church, and they would effectively have their own definition. Oh yeah religion which then for said well actually that means that the thing that they're talking about can't be in its right in itself it's what's inside that counts yeah. and your relationship to that mm. um which led to my concept led to my, ultimately eventually to my concept of what my box is pardon the expression uh pan-gnosticism say that again pan-gnosticism yes so okay agnosticism is no theory at all yeah is lots and lots of gods you know, that's okay. where the words come from pan-gnosticism is everybody believes in something Mm-hmm. that somebody else will call a god gotcha yeah okay that's Some, fair as, as, as people in the scientific world they'll tell you about dark matter dark matter yeah. is instrumental in creating the universe and influences everything that happens in the universe as we move on but you can't mm. see it can't touch it da 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 somebody yeah. else will stand on the other side of the fence and go sounds like a god to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it kind of doesn't matter it's, it's it's the it's the codification of live and let live yeah. um, and, and that's what it is if we if exactly you say if we sit in a space and recognize that i've got my beliefs you've got your beliefs our beliefs might be different and yeah. that's okay absolutely and i think the piece the and i i from a from my understanding and my perspective i think the reason why ultimately we all have this ache to sort of connect because even people who say they have no faith at all they might support football teams or we we will all make we will make a god of something like you've already said mm. and i think it for me my, i think it's because I believe we're ultimately were created to be in relationship with that being. And so it's a part of us, and I recognize that not everyone will agree with that, but it's a part of us on a a soul level, if you like, or a spiritual level that somehow knows that it's made to connect. And Mm. it's just like, and so part of my um, frustration with, with church and Christianity I did this is a bit of a tangent but it's related I promise I'll get there at some point during lockdown 2020 I happened I was doing an online course for a church in Las Vegas and there was a module on church history and I my husband who has a similar belief system to yours um, said church history that sounds really boring I went into it with really no expectations however through doing that I learned how much our our Western church tradition has been influenced by ancient Greek philosophy. This idea of God being far away, aloof, untouchable, all powerful and all this stuff. And actually that's not how God wants to be known at all. But we've had years and years and years and years, thousands of years of people, people in the Christian tradition, they they still have this underlying belief that they need to be careful because otherwise God might smite them. And I think what a part of my heart now is going, okay, yes, God, I believe God is powerful and he did sing the stars into existence and he is all knowing, he is this being however he's closer than the air you breathe he wants to be known by you he wants a relationship with you and I think I really I think we're sort of starting to get there is starting to recognize how does God really want to be known what's his heart Uh, and so it does I do do have a bit of frustration with the church stuff Uh, and so then when people I think part of the reason probably people struggle with this idea of God it's partly as well, let's be honest, I'm going to put it out there. Some of the stuff in the Old Testament is really quite grim. Let's be let's be honest, you know, let's say it out there. There's stuff there where you read. And so then I'm, I don't have all the answers. I quite happily go, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> we're told that all of it was inspired by God. And at the same time, it was written for a specific people in a specific time who had a specific understanding of God and lived in a specific region. So 
there's nuances there. But and, and if I can be a little bit, I, I'll, I'll be a little. Um, some people who are religious will be offended by this, but hey, <laughs> I suspect but I won't be. But go for it. You won't be. I mean, no. like, you, you won't know. But, but, yeah. but it was actually a marketing campaign, it right? Was PR because um, the, the 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 Jewish people in Judah in that area uh, they came up with the, the, the concept of the the Jewish God the, of Yahweh came up, and mm -hmm. that was counter to all the other things uh, other religions around them with their multiple uh, sure. and all the rest of it. So what they did was picked on things that were. Um, okay. very specific about those kind of people and reversed it and said we're not like you we're like us and we need to be yeah. here one god uh, like this so most of leviticus is kind of setting out their positioning statement to say yeah. follow them beelzebub and things like that which was a yeah. babylonian god i think it was um, yeah. most of the demons are just gods from other religions um yeah. then then it's a certain way so it's all a positioning exercise in marketing <laughs> yeah and it's fascinating to me there's a book I started to read which I then stopped for a bit because I was we talked privately beforehand about books and I have this tendency to I don't want to acquire knowledge I want to actually okay what am I going to do with this and I was reading it and God was like okay just stop reading books for a bit but there was a book I did start reading and it was interesting the tradition the traditional Jewish understanding of how the first five books of our Bible but the Torah came to be was that when Moses went up onto the mountain God dictated them to him that's the traditional view to me I'm like that's quite a big achievement, really. I don't know if that's really quite true or not. The less traditional view or the more sort of standard view is that it was like written many, many, many years later. And, and it alludes to what you're saying as well, was to people who were in captivity to encourage them and to remind them of all of their beliefs and stuff. And it opened up, and I think this is the reason why I was reading the book, it opened up to me this new understanding of, okay, so this is this is the purpose for why they were written and yeah we don't live in that age and that's why it sounds shocking to us but like Abraham going up the mountain they were all sacrificing the kids to, to gods that was what they did yeah. so it wasn't shocking to Abraham what was shocking to Abraham and God's Abraham's faith was that well if he's going to die then you know he will find me another heir because he'd had those promises but you know so it, I think anyway to go back to the point though it doesn't help as well part of it is let's be honest there are challenges challenges in scripture and it, some of it's not easy reading and at the same time you know middle ages where church and government got married together you've got your king james version which i know some people love but it was written to keep people under the you know under control it had a purpose all of that stuff compounded doesn't really help people get to know god i believe as he actually wants to be known um but I have a very wide view of how God's love will impact the world. And not everybody in Christian circles will agree with me, but I ultimately believe that at some point in this age or the age to come, God is going to woo everybody into relationship with him anyway, because he's just that loving and brilliant. I'm just saying, but there you go. <laughs> Which is why, as an aside, I don't struggle with loads of people dying, because okay, if they're dying in this age and they fast forward to that bit, then they get to fast forward into love anyway. So you were going to say something, though. <laughs> you, that was a point that we can go into it again, but... Um... <laughs> I think that one of the elements is the, is the restrictions of language. Yeah. So um, using, trying to encapsulate, it's like you said at the start, I don't want to put in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you feel in terms of what God means to you, to put that into a word, one word doesn't yeah. work. Now, no. um, I've had people on this show who have also been very, um, uh, what's the word, um, preachy, what's the, what's the word when you're uh, Baptist, Minister gospelly gospel, no, what's, what's okay the evangelical is evangelical, the word you're looking for. The word. there you go you. but even that word has its connotations because some evangelicals are really scary but go on yeah. <laughs> but in that sort of really you know yes. and then i've had people who are very much into sort of the um connected the universal law of attraction all this sort of stuff yeah the practices that both were taking were exactly 
the same. Yeah. It was just with different language. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I believe God is bigger than semantics. I don't think he gets hung up in semantics. So people talk to the universe, I talk to the creator of the universe. Does that creator of the universe ultimately want a relationship with you? Yes, and I believe ultimately he'll get his way. But in the meantime, he's not going to get hung up on it. We get hung up on it because there's people that, oh, they don't agree the same thing as me. Mm. But I don't believe that he gets hung up on it. He's he's more brilliant and more loving than that. So, yeah. I was was still always reminded of the uh, the C.S. Lewis Narnia books. Uh, I love those books. And I was always a little bit resistant when I, because again, I was going as a kid when I was reading, first started reading them, still read them every mm. now and again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's always very Christian. It's a Christian allegory and I think, and, and Aslan is, is Jesus and, and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, mm, okay, still got Santa Claus in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and talking animals, so let's go with that. But yeah. um, in the final one, the last battle, um, mm. you have um, uh, Aslan and you have the, um, the bad guys who are very mm-hmm. clearly sort of um, Eastern, Middle Eastern sort of styly people. And I can't remember what they're called, um, should remember. Um, but they have their own God, which is sort of this, this hawk-like right. spiritual thing sort of thing. And um, and the, the normal people looking at these as, as a battle between the two. And as I said, no, that is me. We are the same. I just right. To different people in different ways. Yeah. And, and way back then, it's sort of even your brain. No, actually, it's it's all one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the, from that, because I haven't read the, the last book for many years, but one the piece for me that I remember sticking with was when there was a door, and they walked through. The children walked through the door, and I think it was gnomes or some other. They walked through the door, and the gnomes at that point in their story didn't recognize Aslan. They all ended up in the same place, but their experience of that place was different because they didn't have that one so they were like Aslan Aslan and it was brilliant and they loved it the gnomes were like oh this is scary what's going on and, and so but they were the same place you know so that, that's the piece for me that I, I remember from from that book but they are beautiful they are there I, I one of my ambitions it's on my list of 100 years I said like, I want to write a series of books that does that that like you know that I love the fact from as a, as a Christian I love the fact that these books in particular Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe but I love the fact these books are read in schools and I see all of that is seeds and opportunities and things that you know believing in a God who plays the long game and you know is all loving he can use all of that stuff to help people come into an understanding of him so I love that I want to write a book like that one day I'm not not that I'm C.S. Lewis but I just think it, I just think it's brilliant I also like Terry Pratchett's concept which is sort of takes the same sort of yeah <laughs> Discworld <laughs> Discworld and 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 um, death transports you to whatever you believe is going to happen right yeah i had a conversation actually and that's what that's what it'll be which is yeah similar kind of spin. oh yeah there was a guy one day and i was a guest on someone's podcast and earlier in oh, this year or last year he said what if we're all holograms i'm like okay. yeah all i've right. never thought of that before okay <laughs> of what <laughs> if we had holograms of something where's that something come from to be a hologram of yeah true <laughs> i didn't have that smart answer i just went yeah i don't know <laughs> Yeah, oh, but you know, <laughs> um, so tell us. You talked about being yourself in your early twenties. Go go further back. Tell us about your 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 upbringing. Let's find out a bit more how you've got to here and that that journey you're talking about. So, what what? How were you brought up, and what got you to that being put in a box that you then wanted to battle out of? It's actually, it's all part of this. I love telling this story. Um, and people, if they want to read this story, it's on my about page because I got nudged to tell it. So my story starts, I, my mum and dad are both Christians. 
um, in the sort of evangelical vein. So we were we brought up going to Sunday school and all the rest of it. And so but my story in terms of how this goes on starts when I was 12 or 13. We used to go to these youth meetings on a Friday night. And it was in the upper room and it was all it wasn't just nice to get to meet people your own age. And there was a real staunch Welsh preacher. I don't know if his name was Morgan Morgans or William Williams, but he was a good Welsh preacher. And he was really like, and I and I, I've never seen him since. He's probably was I feel like he was ancient then. I mean, I'm 43 now and I was like 12 or 13. So he's probably moved on anyway he preached that night and he put the fear of god into us hell full pelt fire hellfire and brimstone preaching to the point do you know where you're going if you're going to die tonight and i'm like Ooh. so i prayed the prayer when i was 12 or 13 uh, and i say that, that was the time when i was scared out of hell i was scared out of hell when i was 12 or 13 i was baptized I went through a period where I was really quite on fire for God. And so we used to do Saturday mornings in the middle of the town square with a guitar and singing the songs and stuff. Uh, and then I, um, I sort of fell in love with my boyfriend, who's now my husband, who does not believe in God. Stopped talking to God, didn't really have any relationship with him. Was, uh, and then what was, what, at that point, what was your perception of God, religion, what you'd been doing. I wasn't I was still like we still got we I still had a belief in God so I remember for example telling his sister and her fiance I believe God made the world like I still had those core understandings and beliefs I think reflecting on it all these years later what I didn't really have was the relationship uh it was it was a lot of I mean I grew up learning all of the stuff like I knew all of the, you know, the theology but it was a, a lot of head knowledge and a lot of um yeah God loves everybody. God loves the world. I didn't know him very personally at that stage um, until I started going to church again when my eldest daughter, who's now 19, um, was a baby. My husband worked shifts. He's a policeman. So my mum and dad at this, they, they'd moved on from that to that church. They were going to a different church. And I started going on a Sunday morning for a bit of company, really, a new baby. Uh, and every week I'd sit and you'd listen to the sermons and every week. OK, this will be the week, God, when I'm going to pray more. This will be the week when I'll read my Bible more. I just wanted to be a good, be a good Christian. And weeks turns to months. And then I happened upon a Bible weight loss course. And uh, I know your listeners can't see me. I'm still curvy. It didn't work from the perspective of weight loss. Like I'm still I'm always going to be curvy. That's the way I'm built. But what was really interesting for me, and it's all part of my journey, is it opened my mind to the idea that God was, could love me just the way I am. Because I'd got through this period of all I ever really wanted to do, I'm a bit more ambitious now, but when I was a teenager, all I really wanted to do was fall in love, get married and have kids. And so I did. I fell in love and got married and had kids. And I was trying to be how a, how a proper mum and wife should be. And um, I'm not really very straight. I don't mean straight as in like sexually. I mean straight as in like playing the the straight line I'm not really very normal uh, and so I know that will shock people listening they're like really you hide it so well <laughs> I'm really quite like neurodiverse I'm a little bit ADHD I've never been officially diagnosed but I've diagnosed myself via the internet uh, and so for someone like me whose mind is all over the place there are gifts to it and I've embraced those gifts now and it's part of who I am but at the time when you're trying to toe this line I remember going if I'd gone to the doctors at that point they would probably put me times where thankfully my kids are young enough they don't remember but I remember feeling this pent-up rage inside I just wanted to scream it was just it was just the over overwhelming nature of being a mum to three three young kids I mean we had them zero two four like we had three kids four and under uh, but it was me trying to live up to all these expectations that I'd put on myself and it was a lot so then fast forward to the, doing the bible weight loss course I can't remember what year it was it, I've done lots of different weight loss stuff I was probably like I say, mid twenties ish. I had my kids at 24, 26, 28. So maybe, maybe late twenties. Uh, and, um, 
I suddenly, for the first time in my life, was used to God who was interested in all of life. So the premise of the weight loss course was, here's some things you should be eating. If you're tempted to eat a kick when you're not hungry, talk to God about it. I had never before. For your American listeners, Kit Kats are like chocolate bars with like fingers. They're like nice and yummy, um, but they're not very good if you're trying to lose weight. Um, but have them in moderation. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> but it was like suddenly I'd been opened up to this whole new world of, and I so I describe that time in my life of some of being loved into heaven. Step. It was like 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 stepping from a black and white movie into full color it was just and it was a journey like I can't say I suddenly woke up and magically I was embracing who I was but I did little by little start to to be me and so now and God was very gracious I didn't have the language for it at the time uh it was before Yuria was ever born but I did start to build systems and so like I mean people with ADHD the the, the stereotype is schoolboys middle-aged women with ADHD it's a whole load of different symptoms and but you think oh well you did well in school and you you know you you can't possibly have ADHD but for me it was because of the the, the structure and the system so my kids ask me to remind them of something and I'll say well no you'll have to text me if you text me like oh, I can be upstairs say goodnight to my son and he'll want me to remind him to bring a science book tomorrow I, I say text me because then when I go downstairs I'll see it on my phone I will forget between there and then I don't mean to it's not that I don't love him it's just that my brain it's just just the way I'm wired but the beauty of it the way my mind is my mind is wired is it finds I find it so easy like the connections are all over the place but it allows you to see the silver lining so easily I find it easy to to find something to be optimistic about Uh, and so there is a joy and a gift to it and part of that joy and that gift has come as well as of course because I'm now moving in a a different relationship with God moving through love fast forward again then to I'm just, I'm just going to pause you there because <laughs> <laughs> I saw a gap and I went for it go on <laughs> but I just wanted to pick out uh, and and it obviously fits in totally everything you're talking about but just draw out some things that you were of saying course. um so if there was that whole thing about I wanted to be a good Christian which sound or I, I was right what was it um I, I was being my best to effectively appear as being a good christian so it was very much a yeah. case about what other people expected a good christian to be and therefore that oh, yeah. um and then it's like i need to be the best mum you're talking about the expectations or how you should be a mum um even down to the fact the um the being curvy what you talk about again that's, that's external it. expectation oh, yeah, totally. it looks like it's nothing to do with who you are no anything it's all all oh yeah and don't get me started on the diet industry one of my favorite books now is um anti-diet i mean i'm just that's we're not even gonna go off on that tangent just Um, yeah even adhd is a box which doesn't mean anything it's it's so much more oh yeah all across of it so just picking out some various things through your journey where it can be helpful though i think is where what was useful for me was to recognize okay if this is the way my mind is wired it, it suddenly became oh that makes so much more sense Yes. at least you know um and so that's where i think labels held loosely can be useful because they help you recognize it's getting maybe this is the way space without being too attached to it because i know even within the adhd community there's huge factions. oh yeah you're not like this no you're not you're not. and what is and what isn't and all the rest of it and it can get quite aggressive like oh, the, like in the christian world you know in terms of all the different denominations oh absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, again we're not sometimes we're not very nice are we to other humans let's be honest we're like i don't know but anyway uh, yeah the general principles as you say when in that not nice sense is i'm right you're wrong seems to be the starting point for most people Hmm. um and that's not a very growth mindset place oh no (laughs) yeah oh no totally um as, as as i've often said any argument any discussion any issue is two people both of whom are wrong 
but think they're more right than the other person. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And we don't exist in a bubble, do we? So, you know, us in our little bubble are going to bump up against somebody else in their little bubble. And then it's like, well, how do you navigate life? It's it's just it's just bonkers. But I fully maintain that actually I'm not saying that every single mental health issue could be solved by people simply being who they're created to be and whatever. But I think a lot of them could be, you know, this and this pressure. Some of it is pressure I put on myself, but I think and I'm not going to be all feminist about it, but we, society does put certain expectations on women, Absolutely. you know, and, ha, and how and, and that. So I think there's it's multifaceted and multilayered. And actually, if we could just simply pe- let people be, uh, then I think we would eradicate an awful lot of, you know, because I say I'm convinced if I, I didn't go to the GP, but if I'd have gone to the GP, they'd have put me on some tablets and, yeah. and stuck a label on me. And, and there could be there probably are scores of people um walking around with labels and diagnoses and symptoms that are being medicated out of them. Now I'm not anti-medication. You know, I have people who I care about very much who are on medication. They need that serotonin boost. Um, so that don't, please don't think for anyone who's listening, who's on chemicals, I'm not suggesting they're evil. I don't mean that they have their uses. They can be useful. Um, and at the same time, they are overused because there's another bugbear. Our NHS is underfunded. You know, GPs have to get people out in 10 minutes max. You know, there's it's it's a big issue, isn't it? There's there's is is layered, uh, and and it's, there's no no easy answers to it. I think the, but the best version I've heard from various books and things is that you know the, the body's incredibly good at healing itself. Yes. But there are times when the body just cannot do it by itself, so it needs support to give it time yes. in order. Yes. To- in so a lot of the things that happen in in western medicine is is about delaying things holding things back making things easy to allow the natural yeah solution to work a lot of the eastern medicine stuff is actually about uh giving strength to that uh yeah. that side of things also about holding things back so it, it you, you it's a mix of all different things there's no right or wrong thing but what can you do to in order to hold off the the attacking forces a little bit so that the body's natural solutions can come oh, yeah. in do what it needs to do oh yeah well like go back to the weight thing so like one of the things the points is raised in this anti-diet book is actually and i've had this in my own experiences like i don't diet now i don't weigh myself or anything i just be um, and you could say okay well you've got three kids you're happily married it doesn't really matter uh, but i still have some self-respect i don't you know but what's interesting to me they 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 maintain that if everybody was like out of control if they didn't control their weight and all that if we just were to be that 10 everybody has a natural set point of around 10 pounds either side you know and so that kind of alludes to what you're saying in terms of the body naturally heals itself if we stop interfering and trying to tell it how it should be and just rest back in that a little bit and allow it to find its set point but we're a long way off doing that unfortunately because at the current age it's funny actually it's hilarious isn't it how many hundreds of years ago it was really fashionable to be like just look at all the paintings of the renaissance era of these very voluptuous i can't say that word there you go thank you women that that was beautiful that was beauty because it was attached to being rich yeah exactly because you could only be that fat (laughs) if you could afford to eat that much food (laughs) and therefore that was a sign of wealth and then color becomes a thing as well because if you were dark skinned then you must be working out in the fields so yeah. uh, in the 18th century sort of thing the the the, the, the white. white sort of chalky sort of thing and the, yeah. the sort of pale face was uh, again a sign of class and wealth because you didn't work in the fields and now of course everyone wants their tan and that's funny i often wonder like obviously we can't do this because we're not time travelers more a shame i do love doctor who don't get me off on that tangent um but <laughs> um, my front door incidentally my front door is a tardis 
just want to put that out there. We, we, we painted our house. I say we, I didn't do it. Our lovely painter, Alan, painted it. Uh, and it's, it's a beautiful blue colour. It's actually the blue house. We have a blue house in Tlanetti, uh, and, that, and that's, that's part of the, the name of the community. So. Yeah, that's why it changed, because part of my dreaming with God, it, uh, tangent, but part of my dreaming with God was how the, the online was going to one day feed into the offline. And I was like, and, and originally God had given me this vision of hosting retreats and doing stuff in France. And then one day last year, I think it was, I was pacing around my house. He's like, you're going to do it here in Tlanetti. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. So when we painted the house blue, I got this nudge. I'm like, hmm. And that's how the blue house came to be. Anyway, so <laughs> I said to Alan, we were going to have a, a TARDIS blue front door. And then my husband, bless him, who doesn't like Doctor Who. I was away one weekend in October. He went on eBay and he found me the white little thing, pull to open sign, and he ordered oh. it. Uh, and I came back and it was a surprise. And so I then found on Etsy. So my, uh, not that your viewers will be able to see this, but I shall send you a photograph afterwards of my front door. It looks amazing. You know, I was, I smile a lot, um, but the day they did that, I had the biggest grin because it looks even better than I thought it would. And I know the photo won't do it justice, but anyway, that's the side. We don't get to time travel, but it would fascinate me. You see, mind all over the place, but we get there eventually. Um, the, <laughs> and you get little random signs and fun stuff. Actually, this is the joy. And the, this is what happens when you embrace who you are. Uh, for anybody who's not sure about doing that. <laughs> um, we're not time travelers and we can't. They would fascinate me to be able to go back and look, look at. I mean, I walk around my town and, and you could do this in your town. Look up, particularly living in the UK. I don't imagine in the US as much. The buildings aren't quite as old. But even in, like, even in the US, if you look up and look at some of the, the architecture, I wish I had a TARDIS so I could go back and see what it was like living in town and, and, and at that moment. But from the point of view of all these like trends and history, it just, it just fascinates me to see the journey that we as humanity have, have been on. It's just, it's just bonkers. I mean, Bir uh, uh, my side on this, but Birmingham, Birmingham is an amazing city for something like that because it's essentially three or four cities in one. Because right. it's almost like the, the, they've kind of rebuilt it every 30 years or so, but kind of left the old bit. So there's so many different layers. There's the really modern mm. bit, which it integrates with a sort of a bit from the 70s, which integrates with a bit from the 50s. Then, then you're in the Peaky Blinders phase. And then yeah. <laughs> it's all just mishmashed together. Yeah. And you could argue it's a bit messy, but there's a beauty in it, I think. Oh, yeah. It's fascinating. Um, you can be walking on this massive, you know, really modern sort of motorway type thing, walk down some steps and then you're on a canal, which oh, yeah. is all Victorian and, and uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it, is, it is incredible. That's why I think I would love, I'd love, i love to go to time travel. I just think it would be so fun. Uh, and it would well, be though. Here's another belief I have. I, and again, this is extension, extending my, I'm going to take Terry Pratchett's view of whatever you believe is what happens. So, hey, okay. let's run with something and make whatever happens. So I, I believe <laughs> um, when we die, um, we our energy connects with the energy of the universe at mm -hmm. and um, and we become part of the universal consciousness or whatever badge we want to attach to it of course um, but basically what that means is we get to go anywhere in time and space and see whatever we want to see nice there you go <laughs> so i'm gonna be happy when i go and i'm gonna be going back and watching the romans watching the dinosaurs i'm gonna go over here what how did jfk actually die oh my god it was him who knew and all this sort of stuff you know <laughs> yeah no i love it it would be so fun yeah but i do think that's one of the things i'm actually excited about in heaven or the age to come or whatever that looks like is that my aunt i don't know much about it but pieces i get see of I don't mean see as in like I see stuff, it, like I do sometimes, but not in the context of this. Um, but like s pictures, you from, from stories you hear from people and things you read is like, I don't think there's gonna be cars because like I can be here right now internationally and then can imagine wanting to be on the other side of the world with my friend Ocelia in South Africa. And then you just get to be there. You're not like bound by, which was what I was reminded of when you talked about 
traveling wherever you want to go to is I think that that will be the reality because we're not going to be bound by our bodies in the same way. I don't know what it's going to look like. What we're doing right now, human hum, humanity right now is the opening gambit and the rest of it is just going to be glorious. So we shall look forward to enjoying that one at some point in the future. Great. Um, so <laughs> somewhere way back, we jumped out of a little sort of uh, timeline. So <laughs> <laughs> um, had, um, you just worked out about the, you just um, gone, gone on the diet thing. You started building that relationship with God. Uh, and then I think you just said, fast forward a few years, which is when I pulled you out. Yes, you pulled me out of the timeline. Oh, time several different directions. And let's see if we can <laughs> follow that timeline. Well, this, this last bit is really quite recent and modern then. So about, it was in the middle of 2019. So I went to, I'd done the whole, you know, God loves me piece. We He then did start giving me Uria. So the word Uria is a, in a John Ortberg book. And I came across it at some point a number of years ago. And it and it really resonated with me. And it was, it, there was a line in there, and I haven't found it since, but it was a line in there about ultimately the best thing any of us can do is actually help other people be Uria. I was like, yeah. And then I did lots of silly things like, uh, I went around in circles. Okay, this is about the story. So, okay, kids, as I've said, got lots of three children. I wanted to, I fell into this world in 2012. Uh, we were going to, we founded a charity with our, with our church. We wanted to find how to raise money. And then it, I fell into this world of people doing what they love. I'm a qualified teacher. I'd been doing supply teaching, but me and my husband were like ships that pass in the night. He'd work a night shift. We'd swap the baby in the car park, literally. So I thought, oh, it opened me up to this possibility of something else. So I went on this journey in 2012 of what is that something else? And I went round for several months thing finding. You're a business guy. You tell people to find their niche. I'm not saying that you do that, um, but people tell you to find your niche or what is that thing? I went round in circles for months thing finding. For me, it was a really frustrating exercise, but it did lead to you because I got to the point in 2012. I'm sick of trying to find my thing. I'm going to simply be me. All these mad tech skills that I've learned along the way because I'm quite geeky. I'm going to use those to help other people. And that's how I launched a VA business uh, and then went along quite happily. But this whole idea of like just being who I was made to be was the start of UEA. Uh, and I did over the years, I started doing a bit of blogging, trying to encourage people to be who they're made to be. However, it wasn't till last year that God gave me the, the unlock the final piece of it. And it, it starts in, in the middle of 2019, where I happened upon different uh, communities. But to cut a very long story short, <laughs> I started in essence, started talking to God and had that relationship got deepened even more. And starting to hear his heart and actually like a journal with God and all this sort of stuff and then last year God said ask me for an acronym for UEA and so I did I said okay what's the acronym for UEA it's U plus I-E-R I said what do you mean it's intentional expectant relationship and that's how the most recent iteration of UEA was born uh, is was through a series of conversations with God now I recognize this will sound like lunacy to lots of people even people who are Christians who have told me they think I sound like a crazy person sometimes <laughs> You will go through your pro if there is a process, but when you talk about talking to God, listen to God, him asking you questions, I say him, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah insert your own pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That goes back to your point about the whole, you know, masculinity, feminine. Anyway, um, yep. But what, what, how does it work? Put us in the picture in terms of what you're doing, where you are, how this comes about, whatever. Okay, so I'd had the experience as like Christians will tell you that they, 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 they. They know that they know the logic of the fact that if they've accepted Jesus as their savior, we're told in the Bible that Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of them. We're told that we know that. 
And so we're going to take that as with the acknowledgement that not everyone believes that. Let's take that as if you could take that as your baseline. Uh, and then, okay, so we can all hear from God. And I had had experiences of like reading the Bible and then a verse would leap off the page of me in a new way. Uh, and that was like hearing God. Or I had someone would say something and it would like sort of like nudge me a little bit. I'd had those kind of experiences. And because of those kind of experiences, it led me to, there was a course, I get very easily excited as you may have gathered. I tend to jump on things very easily. And I got to a point in my life, I think, do you know what? I want to walk out your best for me, God. And so I don't want to be guilty of getting excited about stuff and just immediately doing it. But there was a there was a there's a community called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs and they were launching. They have this Igniters program. And I was like, oh, it sounds really exciting. I mean, but I need a sign, God, like if, if, if I meant to do this and I kid you not, like it's called Igniters, like fire within the space. And I said to him, like fire or something. And within the space of three days, I was went, went to read a story to my son. He doesn't have bedtime stories now. He's 15. They did then. Um, we were reading. Um, I was a David Williams book. We opened it. The first paragraph of the chapter we were reading, it mentioned fire. I'm like, Ooh, okay but I thought well that may that could just be a coincidence and then the next day there's something else happened and the next day I'm like okay I get it so anyway <laughs> I felt very clearly I was meant to be on this course and it was good it was great and everything but really it didn't really live up to everything I expected but it was key for me because there was one book we read and it introduced us to this exercise of journal odd and it said get your notebook and write down on a piece of paper like okay <laughs> again I know this is some bog to some people just you asked me to explain the process of how I do it yeah, so you write, okay, um, for example, like, okay, God, what's on your heart for me today? And then you pause, and then you literally write down everything that comes to mind without editing, without any sort of like filtering, whatever. Uh, and that, that's, that for me, because I'm a little bit scattered, that was the thing that God used to help me be still and actually sit with him and hear him. And so I started that in April, 2020, about a month into the process, I got this nudge to start sharing those, we call them love notes, those love notes with um, the, the folks in the Blue House was the Itchy Soul Playground at the time. I'm like, oh no, God, these are between you and me. He's like, no, no, other people need these too. And so then in about, I think May, 2020, I started sharing in the Blue House, these little love notes. They're only like three, 400 words long. Uh, and so from that, it built on. And so now I get to the point where like, if there's something I'm not sure about, I'll write down the question. And, and so that, that's what it looks like. Um, and it, but his, the most recent journey now is, is exploring how to have conversations with Jesus versus have conversations with the Holy Spirit, who incidentally, he told me I could call him Sam. Um, I, I was, the Holy Spirit is Sam. Yes, Sam. Because back in, at some point at the end of last year, I was up in my bed with my notebook. My husband was watching football. I went for an early night because I didn't like football or soccer, as you Americans would call it. And I said, I was moaning to God. I said, look, we have God the Father, you know, Abba and Papa and where Jesus is Jesus. But like, Holy Spirit, that's not really very personal. Like, can we have like a nice personal name? And I heard in my head, you can call me Sam. I went, Sam? I can't call you Sam that's very disrespectful so I started googling other and it, it came up with these grand titles and again I heard you can call me Sam and then I ignored him again I was googling like the Welsh word for Holy Spirit and all this stuff and then he said Sam is short for Samuel look up what Samuel means and Samuel it means God hears and and then L is the name of God I was like oh and it's actually in the book of Samuel I didn't know this at the time I was like oh my gosh thank you like it, it just made me feel so like wow and so it's things like that which I know sound like lunacy to some people but for me it's been allowed me to 
to have this relationship with God. Like he's like, like my best friend. And we talk about all of the things I talk lots. And my husband sometimes says, Oh, you know, could you just be quiet for a moment? And I, and I sometimes say, you should hear the stuff that goes on in my head that you don't hear. And I will pause you. Um, so yeah. but everything you've, um, you've dictated, uh, talked about there in terms of journaling, being in the space, letting thoughts come through, get hearing things, inspiration coming. I have heard, all of that I've done some of that in a non-religious context there you go yeah it's you know connecting to that inner wisdom people will call it it will be meditating and, and connecting mm. to the universe but our deeper thoughts will come through and mm. I think you know going back to some of the going back you you talked earlier on about looking for things mm -hmm. obviously we'll get to the you know the the, the purpose aspect with the final question at the end and all that kind of stuff but <laughs> Um, but the, that concept of the Holy Spirit going in, coming within is is mm. whether you believe the Holy Spirit or not, or Sam, cheers Sam. Um, <laughs> it starts from within. You've got to go within to find out the, the thing is not out there. The thing is within. Yeah. That's, that's the key thing. So we, we go looking for outside for things. People get lost outside looking for things. Oh, yeah. Inside, always inside. Totally. And I also think as well, we're multifaceted. Some of us have, have more like straight on the stands than others. But that's the whole box thing again. And so like in some of the... The conventional business wisdom is you have to be like really niche and stuff. And I know there is a, a movement that um, going against that a little bit as well now. Um, but it, that was the current wisdom is you have to, because if you don't niche down, if you don't be specific, then, you know, you can't be all things to everybody. You've got to, you know, uh, and so it's really difficult. If you have, like, I've got a publishing company, I've got a podcast, I've had a VA business, like I'm a glorified teacher. I mean, all of this stuff. And, then, and you're telling me I've got to pick one thing and, and, but oh, it's just so I mean, difficult. Because I, when I when I first started in the coaching space, I was incredibly niche, so specific that I was the only right. person in the country that did what I did. Oh wow! <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but you were the best. But yeah, yeah, I was. I, I could say yeah. I think I did actually try that. I said, oh, I'm the best dot 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 in the world. I'm the only dot 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 in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now there's reasons for it and all the rest of it by the way now the business yeah. enjoyment concept that i run is the total reverse is what you're talking about it's a general kind of space within that space there's loads of different things that oh yeah everything fits in that space in my argument everything we talk about so has a space um yeah. and then there's lots of things that you can do that lead towards a, a direction so i'm a big believer in a certain direction you want to go in and do yeah. whatever you need to go there so oh yeah and i also think to, to bounce off of that i fully maintain that ultimately the whole essence of you being you here is you could pick me up and put me in a completely different environment and I would still be me. And I would, the, the actual, I always sometimes think we get hung up on the logics and the specifics of what it is that we're doing at expense of who we're being. And actually I, like I used to be a teacher and I was, I was, I'm very good at it. I wasn't very good at being strict, but <laughs> as an aside, um, I really wasn't. <laughs> but uh, but the you can pick me up. Did people ever get a chance to say anything, by the way? Yeah, they did. It was all good. They used to like, make me laugh. It's one of them, I remember this particular kid in year 10. Oh, I've forgotten his name. He was really naughty. And he tried, we're going to make you laugh now. We're going to make you laugh. And, and they were, they made me, I, know, I was only 21, 22 as well. I was, you know, I was, oh, it was just a nightmare. But anyway, you could pick, you could pick you up, me up and, and put me in, I don't know, a job in, in the, I mean, I have worked in the supermarket, but put me back in the supermarket and I would still be me. And I would still be my same delightful self. And I would still talk about Jesus where it came up in, inappropriately and God's love. I would still be me, you know, the specifics. And I think that was for me was the whole, frustration around thing finding is if actually I think our, I believe our ultimate purpose is is to be fully embrace who we are created to be 
in that relationship. Now, yes, I know lots of people, that relationship piece will look different, but uh, it was it was frustrating thing finding. It was not fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so we're moving closer to nearer times. Um, are we into community building? Yes. So we did. I had done different iterations of the community. Uh, and what actually happened, truth be told, I'd get this nudge and this niggle to do it and I'd try it and then it wouldn't quite grow in the way I thought it should. And so I'd put it to one side. And then, then I went through a phase in 2015. I had an itch to, to do fiction. I'd always said I wanted to write a book. So I'm like, OK. And so I did. I wrote and published like five or six fiction novels. Um, and then just as you. But, it, yeah, but, it, but, no, but let's be honest, like the battles in our minds isn't it? So once you decide you're going to do something you just do it don't you so it, it, as much as I sound like I'm being a bit trite about it the, the battle piece had happened but I did that and but still it kept niggling at me and I do now have finally got to the point where I finally after many years and my dad teases me I've had so many different websites over the years where <laughs> I finally feel like hey, this is actually the thing I'm meant to what I was put on this planet to do uh, and so we did have the itchy soul playground which is now the blue house I think we had our it was officially launched I think at the beginning of 2019 Uh, and I'll be transparent it's grown really slowly but it's been beautiful for me because I have grown Uh, and so I'm not the same person leading this community now that I was in 2019 I mean the whole journey around journaling with God here in his heart it allows me to, to 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 lead them in a completely different way to what I would have done then I didn't have that sort of prophetic sort of element to what I do which I do do now so I just said do do on the podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> which nobody would have noticed if I hadn't highlighted it so yeah so we have we are now at, at the sort of in 2022 I do believe my poor lungs long-suffering husband I do believe because he bless him he works full-time and he, he oh you know he's patient of a saint um I do believe that this will be the year where we're going to see the growth that has been promised. But I, for me, I'm very much, I just go with the flow, uh, you know, following the nudges one thing at a time and, and we shall see, but, but it does take us to where we are today. With and and it's, it's your community. It's, I was assuming it's all online because you talked about yes. having people overseas sort of thing. And um, so yes. what, what sort of, how does it work? What sort of platform are you on that you have? It's the powered by WordPress. So I was very, we did initially have a Facebook group um, in the early days and I really didn't want us to have and so we, we moved off Facebook and so it's powered on its own it's on the, the bluehouse.vip is where they log in they have a login and it's got it looks a bit it's a little bit like do you remember the old the member press sites I don't know if you come across okay it doesn't matter it's a membership it's a it's, it looks a little bit like Facebook but it's not on Facebook so you have activities you can um, people are chatting in and yeah you can post you can send messages to each other you can put a post we have different rooms um, for that help try and keep the conversation like we have the prayer room we have the healing room we have the morning room for chit chat and whatever but it's all it's like Facebook but like smaller and more intimate in terms of the logistics of how it works I guess but then we also meet on zoom right yeah so you can you, you so you don't jump into the community to, to set a live video going like you might do in Facebook or whatever but you no. could set up a zoom meeting to have a specific meeting. yeah they haven't got the functionality on the platform that powers it yet to do live video so you can upload a video people can upload photos um and all that sort of thing but you can't it, they don't yet have the functionality I'd quite like them to have the functionality to do that at some point because it allows people to share more uh, but in what I say to people when they're jumping in is those things that you would share on Facebook about you it's about doing real life you just share them here instead or as well as there's somebody at the door there's somebody. Yes, the postman i paused for a minute because i hopefully make it easier in your edit i knew that i saw him coming up the path i'm not at the path i saw him coming along the road and i wasn't sure if he had anything for us i was hoping he didn't 
but he did. So. He did, and the dog's very happy about it. Oh yes, she's a. Uh, there we go, peace and quiet again now. But he's he's working from home um, because we had COVID and he's on a course. So I wasn't sure if he'd better jump off, but he has, so that's good. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's like Facebook. I say to the people that um, those those things that you would normally share, it's really just about doing all of life. Now, so for me, I'm not on Facebook, I mean, other than having a shingle, but um, that was my friend Lara calls it a shingle. I don't know if that's the actual proper word for it. A shingle, she says, hang up your shingle. So like, if you don't, I don't know. That's, that's not the shingle is like little bits of stones, isn't it? So I don't know why you should use them. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't well, matter. You've got your shingles on your your your, your house, the sort of thing with a, a, on the wall. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that's what she you just shingles, gives... which is all, which is the sort of yeah. The... Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> like chicken pox. Yeah. No, I haven't got chicken pox. Uh, no, years and years and years ago, she's she's one of my friends, and she also does like Facebook marketing. I remember years ago, she for people she. When people, do you remember we went through a phase where people were on all of, they felt like they had to be on all of the platforms. And she'd say to people, if you don't want, you don't have to be on all the platforms if you don't want to. Instead, just hang up your shingle that says, I'm not here. This is where you can find me instead. So I've always referred to it as my shingle. Um, but actually on reflection, I'm not sure. She's American. Perhaps your American listeners can write in and tell you. Perhaps shingle, hang up a shingle means something different. But anyway, so I'm not on Facebook, but I say to people, so those things that you would share, like, you know, you go off on a fun day and you want to share photos of it or uh, I know anything. So it's about doing real life, but then equally if people have questions or, you know, the more that you share, the, the more that we build community. Beautiful. Excellent. And, and, and you say it's grown slowly, but where, how are people finding you? How are they coming to you? Are they just come across you and are drawn in? Uh, is it things like this, doing other podcasts like this? They're obviously not on social media, so... Yeah, this, that's a good question. So one of the, most of the people who are there now are there, there people, this is one of my frustrations, I say to God, I can't do this for everybody, but most of the people who are there now are people who I've got to know. Um, and then they're like, oh yeah, I should, like, I mean, there's people who've been there. Uh, oh, some of my folks and they've been so patient. They've been there through all the iterations. I've got two ladies in Florida who are sisters and one of the sisters, I mean, she must've been there five years. And we had we had a Slack channel at one point and with all the iterations. So some of these people are people I've met through, through I mean, through social media. Some of them have come through podcasts. I had one person, uh, sometimes they join my email list and they find that through like, I say it quietly, otherwise I'll wake her up, Alexa. Um, You've just woken up, I'll turn, up, I'll turn that bit up really loud so it turns it off. <laughs> Yeah, that happened the other day. I was on a Zoom call and somebody did make reference to hers and then it woke her up. Um, but yeah, so I, I, my, not my long form podcast, but my short, I do the, sorry, the daily little daily love notes. They know they now go out as in podcast form as well. So I've got that linked up so people can listen to that. You know, the smart briefings on Alexa. Um, so I've had one person's family through that. So it, word of mouth a little bit. I, I don't really know. Um, they just sort of find me and then... Yeah, but it is, it is, it is, it is, I don't know, I just, this is why the whole trust the ripples and just follow the nudges. I don't know how people are going to find it. Um, I don't know, but I do know, like we have these one day events on the last Sunday of every month. We, um, so we've got ours coming this Sunday, actually, which doesn't, isn't relevant because by the time it goes out, we'll have it on another Sunday. But on the last Sunday of the month, but not in December, because it was Boxing Day, it was Sunday last year, um, we get together and um, we go deeper on stuff because you can have more conversation. And there was a, last month's one. I got to the end of that. I was like, that was my finally, for the first time I ever went, you know what? I was born to do this. Mm. 
because mm. just even even after giving up on the thing finding and just there's been so much iteration one of my the most joyous things that happened a couple of months ago was when I I, I shared with them a little bit about my journaling process and one of the ladies did it we, we put some music on and we did it live on zoom and she went oh, I've never done that before and just the joy on her face it was the best and so I remember coming out of that event going yeah this is what I was born to do and my husband's like yeah that's fine I support that we just need it to grow I'm like yeah yeah and it will it will but it, it honestly I do for as frustrating I'm not the most patient of persons but I have to recognize that if it had grown and lived up to all the promises in 2019 it would have been a completely different thing like I, I'm not the same person that I am now you know so it's all it's all in God's timing and yes that sometimes is slow but sometimes it's really fast you know he could bring a hundred people in there tomorrow mm. like but so and again as you say it's 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 always a case of it takes a while to really find exactly how we integrate with who we are what we're doing I mean I've been coaching for 11 years and I've been through so many wiggles and <laughs> turns and and then and then you know business enjoyment came along quite you know a long way into that kind of thing because it sort of only came out as a consequence of what I'd done before and then within that it's it's evolved into different things it's always shifting and changing so you again it's that connection yeah. with who am I with what's going on the outside and that iterative process of what Definitely. works what doesn't work um and, oh, yeah, and also allowing yourself to build something because I am I do get quite easily bored and so if I had a business model that was the same all the time I but you know when we're not we're constantly the conversations are so loose like on a Tuesday we have what's called podcast and prophecy so I'll we'll come go in the zoom room I'll share I'll, okay well we, I'll have like a couple of notes I'll share content for the podcast and then we the recording keeps going because it's there for people who catch up on the replay but it stops for the purpose of the podcast like we just go off and I mean we had conversations on Tuesday about the vagus nerve uh, and uh, it was like so many different and it's just brilliant because what I love about it most is I just get to be me you know they they and they're just so loving and gracious about that and and they have it no other way and the same is true for them as well they just get to be them and sometimes like I say it'll bump up I, I remember actually I, I can give you an actual concrete example there was a, a throwaway comment a couple of weeks ago around communion you know the blood the bread and the wine and in some traditions they believe that it actually turns into actual flesh and actual blood which to my mind I'm like Ugh. Um, that's not <laughs> yeah, cause, like cause technic technically and apologies to all Catholics who, who, who believe that most of them anyway that makes them cannibals doesn't it well yeah and I'm <laughs> vegan but like so you know however what I didn't know is that one of the folks actually there in the room her tradition does believe that and I inadvertently kind of offended her by sort of like brushing you know I, I made an, an what sounded to her like an us and them comment mm -hmm. and so and it, so even whilst you know and it had given that opportunity to I obviously apologize because that was never meant was never my intention and it's not my intention I recognize that everyone has their own beliefs and understanding and that's fine but actually doing that in real time uh, and so even now you know I recognize that we're not always going to agree and there's times when we but you can if you do it from a position of like knowing people's heart and you know from a position of love I think it well there's yeah. actually a bible verse love covers over a multitude of sins uh, and that's definitely um, my experience and you know there's a there's a there's always a, a got to be a synchronization between two parties but I have a a in my groups which is similar-ish but different obviously but um where we have conversations that kind of thing I have one of the rules that, that we are responsible for our own emotions Mm. Um, because the whole point about it is to get different points of view and different whatevers and so there's a good chance that somebody will say something that we don't agree with 
And mm. as long as we're coming from a position of love in the first place, it's got to be yeah. accepted. They're not intending to hurt. It's not what it's yeah. about. Yeah. Now, if, if somebody says something and I'm offended, I can learn from that. Oh, yeah, totally. I can learn from that. So only as interesting, I'm, I'm offended by that. If I, if I acknowledge it and notice it, we can have a conversation around that now. Excellent. Yeah. The other person will also learn at the same time as to how they've offended them. <laughs> or as <laughs> the Americans like to say, it triggers them. Triggers, yes, exactly. No one's yeah. in the group in the intention of no deliberately hurting somebody so it cannot have been said out of out of oh uh, no must come from love so it can only yeah. be i mean sometimes we have to recognize some of us who are quite verbose will sometimes just say throwaway comments because yes. i'm you it's know social, and sometimes social flippant, flippant yeah comments. you've seen it on tv and it's a phrase that's used a lot and actually it's part of the patriarchy or it's part of the institutional racism things that we have all around us and the rest yeah. of you don't even notice it we just say stuff which is abhorrently wrong yeah yeah, and so you do have to, but then if you can do it from that position of, because one of the other pieces, like sometimes when someone, I say, look, if, if you're sharing something, and this is more for like written posts, is are you, tell people, if you're just, sometimes you're sharing stuff just to get it off your chest and to get it out there. You don't want solutions. Uh, and so imagine, and, and, and so we, that's one of the things we say as well, is if you don't want solutions, if you just simply just want to share, make sure you make that clear. And also equally from a community perspective, when you're reading that, don't assume that they want you to fix it. So we don't, you're not here to fix. You're beautiful and wonderfully made and actually let's lift you up and support you. And if there are our ideas, then brilliant, we'll share those as well. But that love piece is in all of the different guises and all of the different communities and however we do business, whatever that looks like, that to me underpins, if we can have that underpinning everything, it would just alleviate so much of the, triggering or the offense and the and, and the problems um yeah so an intention to learn about ourselves in every situation comes back to self yet again so if i'm triggered then i can learn from that and if i've triggered you i can learn from that <laughs> and, yeah. and my intention should be to, to to develop and change what i do so i'm not triggering people but the person being triggered should learn how to not to be triggered as well, well yeah because so. you still got to be true to yourself haven't you so you can still we're not it's not about asking someone to change like my job is never like even like we have, we've talked about god a lot in this conversation my com my goal with this conversation is not to ch change anyone's belief you know, my my job is not to change beliefs. My job, I believe, is to to represent God's love and and just to be as loving and delightful as I as I can be. Uh, and so the same is true. We're not asking people to. I'm not asking my friend to say, okay, I don't believe the the blood and the the what. You know, no, no, no. It's not about that. So you can still be true to your beliefs, but sometimes it's out. If you can then deliver that with a with kindness and compassion, and an understanding that, like you say, you're not trying to hurt somebody, that makes a massive difference. Mm. And you know, if someone has a different belief, so what? How how am yeah. I hurt yeah. by the fact that they believe a thing? You know, yeah, if, absolutely. We 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 there are and again, social media is one of the big problems with this. But there are people mm. going out there looking to be offended. Oh yeah, I found it, found it, I found something to be offended by. Right, let's get on my horse and away we go. <laughs> oh yeah, I know it drives me crazy. And my other frustration with social media, not that we're making this social media bashing, like I have met lots of lovely people. It happens in other situations as well. So. Oh yeah, but one of my frustrations though is you only see what people want you to see. And so even when someone is showing you their mess, it's still a filtered mess. And so then what happens is there's a really good quote by Buckminster Fuller that says, don't, oh, I've got his name right for once, don't compare your backstage area to everybody else's front of house. Because okay. you know, uh, all of a sudden then, I think I've said that right, all of a sudden, you, oh my goodness, look, of their mess is so much messier than their mess that means like oh and then you spiral downwards and yeah. that, so even the like 
these shots of people's offices you know for a fact they've chosen what angle to, to, to put their office at you know if you could see my like there's piles of books and there's wires and what, I use that as an example but the, but this comparison piece is really dangerous yes. and that's one of I'm so glad that I don't didn't grow up in this age I know our, our teenagers are pretty savvy and they're, they're learning to adapt to that but it does bring a different set of challenges to life than what you and I had growing up when we didn't have everything was suddenly out there and I, one of my siblings, she, unless she's posted it on Facebook, she hasn't actually done it. She's getting better at that because I do tease her relentlessly. But it's like, it <laughs> drives me crazy. But that, that comparison piece, though, is actually dangerous, you know, because yeah. people will post about their holidays or their amazing kids or all of that stuff. No one ever posts photographs. They just had a, an argument with their husband or the dog has been sick on the carpet or that stuff. We don't show that stuff unless we, aha, and this is where it gets dangerous. Every now and again, people will be authentic. And uh, authenticity. And, 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 ah! and for the record, there there are some air quotes around authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I totally know where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah. It, uh, that's the first time all interview I've actually needed to it's, it needs to be visual. But authenticity <laughs> is the worst word. And, and so then we go, oh, they're being really real and authentic. And then we go back and oh, but you don't know my mess. Oh, it's just as my head in. It, that's one of the dangers. It's just frustrating. I have many soapboxes. You can tell, can't you? And that was one of my soapboxes. Just, oh. <laughs> It's just, it I just think it's damaging for mental health. It's damage. It, it really is not good for us. Well, it, it's, it's because it becomes a cachet about being um, authentic, vulnerable and all that sort of thing. So then people almost create situations in order to show how, how damned authentic and vulnerable they are. Look at me. I'm being really vulnerable now. And, or and the other one, have you come across as friends who go, oh, this day has been terrible. And then in the car, what's wrong, babe? Can't talk about it. Oh, <laughs> Yes fishing sort of like <laughs> i'm going to put a post up and if nobody responds to it everybody hates me it'll be phrased oh. that way, to show how much you care by sharing this post and posting it on or something is oh, it, I know. It's it's just the um oh gosh what are those letters that got sent around you had to get the emails and you just uh, oh yeah the chain letters chain letters type things it's that sort of concept on social media happens now oh. it? but then the dangerous side of it as well as the misinformation and we've seen this a lot with you know like covid for example the amount of misinformation and where people share things oh well if they've seen it on facebook it must be true yeah. <laughs> i don't know how many times in the last two years i've done searched on snopes to find out of this thing that i've been sent by invariably one of my siblings um, the same one who likes to post everything on facebook but she doesn't watch podcasts so it's quite we're, we're quite safe but is this actually true i'm trying to help educate people i've got another friend who i obviously won't name who comes to mind she's if anyone's going to share something that's misinformation it will be this person and i've I, and the number of times I've said, actually, this isn't true. This missing child was never a missing child. They were found and, oh, anyway. <laughs> and and then, then, you, then when she says something true, you don't believe it. Yeah, absolutely. That no, no, was so true. Um, <laughs> the other thing you talked about way, way back, and I just thought it was an interesting point, um, was about not, uh, you only briefly mentioned it, but it was essentially the concept of not getting that worried or upset when people die. Right, yeah. And that sort of thing. Do you want to just go into that a little bit more? Because I thought that was quite... Sure. Yeah, I mean, I with the caveat, I'm not talking about, like, if suddenly... I'm not even going to say... If suddenly somebody near and dear me was to die, I'm not talking about brushing it under the carpet from that sense. There is a grief process that we need to go through. Uh, and so um, 
you know, there's, it, it says in Ecclesiastes that eternity is in the heart of man. We, we want to live forever. We think we should live forever. Uh, and so that's, that's why I believe death hurts us so much. It's not actually what we were ever created for. And that's why we grieve and all the rest of it. Um, but actually, yeah, so what we were talking about was in the context of the Old Testament stuff. And so what I, what I see it as is, we use the flood as an example on a human level. So the world was existing and it was all a bit of a mess. And from God's perspective, things weren't really going very well. And so he was, uh, he decided, right, he basically wanted a reset button. And I've said to God before now, like, why did you need a reset button? And, and he took me off on a tangent and didn't really answer the question, but um, there we go. Um, there was an answer, but part of it, I can't remember it now, it was ages ago. But actually, if you, if you consider that death is not the end, then it become it, it changes the dynamic of what's next. If this if this life as we have it right now is the opening gambit, is an opportunity to to get to know who we are and that relationship with God. But it's only part. It's only the start of a conversation. It just changes how you. Yes, you still grieve. I don't mean that, but it changes your perspective on what's next. Like if something was to happen to one of my nearest and dearest, like parents should never bury their children it would I don't it, it would be hard to get over something like that and at the same time for someone like me as a person of faith to have that belief that they're actually you know that, that's that, that old phrase they're in a better place you know again I used air quotes because we, we say that and people say these things when people die and it's really light and it's horrible for people when they're grieving and at the same time it's not it's, it's a this and thing because actually if they if this is just the entry point to so much more then it does shift how you think about that stuff. So we take the flood, for example. God knew the directory because he can know all things. He knew that the path that they were on, if he carries on this path, it's only going to lead to more of the same and worse. Okay, let's stop this. Let's fast forward them into the age to come where I get the opportunity to love them in a completely different way to what they're experiencing while they're humans on earth. That changes stuff. And I know that isn't necessarily mainstream evangelicals understanding. They want to believe in a, a fixed hell, burning or flesh burning for all time. I don't believe that's God, a God given at all. Uh, this is a bigger conversation for another time, really. But I don't, as a parent, like we're told that to punish my kids um, for what they did, but for, for all forever and ever and ever, amen, based on 80 years on the planet. And, and if I and my, I mean, I'm told that my ability to love is flawed versus God's. So if, my, if I and my flawed version of doing love recognize that that's not kind and loving, I can't believe in a God who would do that. Mm. And so therefore, part of my journey has been like, okay, well, so what's actually going on here? Um, and so for anybody who wants to explore this more, I would recommend reading Love Wins by Rob Bell. Um, he's been oh lambasted in the evangelical Christian circles. They don't like him at all. Uh, but he, <laughs> Oh, they don't let Rob Bell, but he has, and some of his books are a bit wordy, but he gives this interesting, he just, he's, he, he helps you to look at things in a different way and go, well, what if, you know, because I, I don't believe that we understand everything. We don't know everything. We can't see everything. Uh, and so what if there's, I mean, if I was God, I wouldn't leave it up to humans to like do the, to do the evangelical bit. You know, yes, we're meant to love our neighbor and be loving and kind and wonderful. And we sow seeds and all that stuff. Yes, I get that. God chose to work through humanity, but I also know that he knows that we're flawed. And uh, so that I just think there's a lot more going on than, than the traditional Christian um, picture of it. Mm. 
particularly bearing in mind hell barely features in the actual bible itself it's all been created afterwards yeah and <laughs> also as well but, it, but part yeah. of the thing that rob bell did because it was it was a timing thing again i remember sitting in my garden oh, this is years ago maybe six seven eight nine years ago i'm not very good with time um, so yeah i should be a time traveler um, but i remember at some point in my garden sitting in the garden going oh hell bothers me i want to go through and look at all the references to hell and hades and all that and see what that actually means in the original language and that's what and then all of a sudden rob bell he that's in essence what he did in love wins and he went through and so some of the references that jesus makes to to hell is was an actual there was a dumping ground outside of jerusalem for example mm. it was an actual physical place and so it makes you realize that some of this stuff that we've been told is you know this reality over there it wasn't actually what jesus intended at all uh, it's it's just it's fascinating we tend to we tend to sort of like change the narrative to suit our own understanding. Uh, you know, we can just do the best we can. I'm not, and I don't, I know I sound overly critical of the church tradition. And I know I recognize, like we've already said, people are doing the best they could with their understanding. Uh, but I don't believe it's complete. I think there's more going it's on. It's got to be accepted in all religions that um, at times in history, they, uh, and you can argue what that length of time is, uh, the, 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 the structure, the organization has been there for corrupt and power driven reasons oh, yeah. against the, the message they've actually been given and that's not just christianity that's all no oh yeah absolutely <laughs> oh no so, it's so true but absolutely I think, as you say that um you know it's not man's job to un understand the bigger piece and why can yeah. they therefore be the one that sells it yeah but with, the thing is that because we're made in god's image we do have this sense of our our identity and mm. i think that's part of the problem we do very easily make ourselves into like little gods yes. uh, and so it's not this isn't fair and that's not fair and it shouldn't be like this and this thing shouldn't be like that and this thing should be this that i think comes back to our identity piece you know made in the image of god that you know, sons and daughters of the king all that sort of like royal inheritance type piece if you like um and that's that's why we do it and that's the danger of that is that we do then start to cast judgment and decide what things should be from our perspective right here, which within the context of even what's come so far, but within the context of eternity is a whole like, you know, that's just like they, I haven't got words for that. It's just absolutely bonkers. But I did. This is just an aside, but I, I, I felt nice to share this. I did uh, earlier in the year. I said to God, I said, look, there's so much awful stuff that's happened in history. You know, Holocaust to name just one thing. But like humans do horrible stuff to humans. Why didn't you just have you know you have the stuff happen faster let jesus be born sooner so he could come back sooner so that you know we could fast for if, if eternity if the age to come is brilliant and wonderful why make this bit so long and do you know what he said he said because if i did that we wouldn't have the people like you you andrew me every single person listening god has a plan and a purpose and if he'd have if he'd have had all that stuff happen sooner we would never have been born Mm. and he said that the age to come needs you and so that's the reason what he did instead with the flood i remember now thank you holy spirit i'd forgotten what he said part of the answer for the flood was to shorten the lifespan of humanity so before i don't know how much of the creation story you know but there was a mantle of water around the earth i mean this is my understanding of it and now everyone agrees with this but when the flood came that mantle of water went shh so what that mantle of water was doing was creating a protective environment. We effectively lived in a greenhouse and it protected the humans at the time from all of the, you know, the ozone and all that stuff we're told is really bad for us. So the flood happened. And if you look at the history 
over over a few generations, they suddenly started living less and less time. You had all your Methuselahs and your no. Yeah, they were living for four or five, six hundred years. Yeah. So what God said was actually the part of the reason for the for the flood was just so instead of cutting short the people, I'm going to cut short their lifespan. So I can still have all of those people in the age to come. But yes, there's horrible stuff happening and it won't happen quite as long because they're not living five, six hundred or seven hundred years each. Never heard that version before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not in the Bible. I can just no. excuse me. It's just what what he shared with me one time because I do, I do, I do share all of my questions with him. And when I get frustrated, and sometimes he'll say, "Look, don't worry about it. You're getting yourself bogged down with all of this stuff. Just trust me. I love you. I've got it." Other times he'll give me answers. Um, so, but I did. You know, I, I didn't have to share that one with you. Um, take with that and do with it what you want. But it, it was interesting to me and it felt, it made me feel really special. And I hope it would leave, like, leave people listening feel special to think that, that the age to come needs you. There's, there's a, you are here for a reason. Regardless of what you, like, don't get hung up on the semantics of it. Your life is important, you know? And so there's so much going on and we can get so overwhelmed but actually there's a reason why you're here and it's important. And so I don't, I don't know who this is for at some point, but like, don't give up. You are here and it's important that you, that you are here. So, yeah. It's a beautiful point to sort of round up. I mean, we could talk for hours. In fact, we did speak for hours before the podcast even <laughs> started. We well, it's your average hours. length of episode. It's not going to Actually, I don't think you're the longest. But anyway, where we go? Let's see what it ends down to in the final. <laughs> but that was such a, a nice summation. I'm going to use that as a point to, to, to segue off and go into the question, which and, and then we're going to, we've obviously got a feel for this anyway from what, everything that you've said. Um, but just pull it together and, and go with what uh, comes up for you right here, right now. Um, L. What is it that makes your bits tingle? That makes me giggle when you say that. It made me giggle the first time you introduced it as well. Uh, for me, ultimately, I get the thing I get most excited about is helping people recognise how loved they are. I think is is just that the breaking off of religion, that religious spirit piece, and recognising that. God is so much more than actually we ever grew up realizing. And every single day just blows me away with that. Just like, I'm just, some days I'm like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. <laughs> there aren't words for it. And I want, I want everybody to just to, to, to have that. Uh, and to, to, and I do believe that everybody will have that, you know, and it will be part of some glorious picture. But the little part, what gets me excited is that I get to be a part of that. And the way I see that playing out is that when I, my dog walks, um, I go out. So like, I think it was yesterday, I, take, I sometimes take a long time to walk just a mile, like between here and the end of a street next door. We'd been half an hour to do like a five minute walk because I stopped and there's a, a gentleman coming out and I, oh, hello, how are you today? And actually stop and actually have conversations. And this gentleman is, I think, 87, he'd be 88 on June the 15th. I've never spoken to him before. Uh, he's a new friend. And just that opportunity just to engage with people. Like I'm not wearing a big badge that says God loves you. I just simply be me. But I do I believe in trusting the ripples and making a difference in people. And I love helping people smile. Uh, and so all of that sort of just getting to do that every day by simply just being my daft quirky random self that just makes me feel just joyful so which I guess is your equivalent of my bits tingling because <laughs> my bits are different to your bits as I told you when we first met <laughs> <laughs> but again the... I think I actually said to you I don't know the girls bits tingle the way the boys bits do <laughs> Well, the, the, again, and the, the the bits are my acronym. They 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 come from 
um we, we we connect with our heart and our head and our soul uh, um sorry head heart and gut you know things things and it's yeah. and it's actually with the brain the tummy and the soul that's the bts okay. bits so that's that's actually what the bits thing wants all about your purpose <laughs> And there's a little but bit. But it is quite funny. There's a little bit. When they're thrown in as well. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes you giggle and you get to have conversations like this. Absolutely. And yeah. And why not? Like life's too short to sort of get be so serious all the time. And, uh, and that's the other thing as well is that God has a sense of humor. The fact that you have a sense of humor means that God has a sense of humor because you're made as. If you don't believe me look at red bottom monkeys you know you can't create a red bottom monkey and, and not believe that god has a sense of humor it's just ridiculous anyway but yeah i get it the bits tingle thing is good um Elle, if people do need to track you down find out more about you um avoid social media by the sounds of it but where should they go what should they do should the look? easiest way to choose the option that works for tguia.com forward slash keep in touch because i did when i stepped away i did create this page that gives them options so i've got a telegram channel if you like the idea of the holy spirit love notes you can get them via email they're also on the podcast but all of those links are, are on there and if they want to join the blue house just go to ue.com and there's like links and stuff on there and, and 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 are you actively looking for people with different opinions and like because you said most people are sort of of a christian faith uh, i mean i think because of it, you're keeping it in that sort of arena i think they can't the, the for the most part the community does tend to be christian um but equally if somebody who am i to say like we have had people in the past with a lady that was with us who was, was pagan, but she loved Jesus, for example. And so she used to do this thing that she'd called filtering. Uh, but then she got to the point where the filtering was too much. And so she decided to leave. But, but she was welcomed and loved. And it's about Jesus and love. And if you read it and you engage with it, I mean, I would encourage you to listen to a few episodes. And I mean, what you see is what you get, really. If you can cope with this uh, and you want to explore stuff. Then, 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 great. Um, but we, we are a friendly bunch. So, I mean, I tell you, ask God. But like, because that's ultimately, I think, what that is for really the perfect people are the people who who are going like, yeah, I hear you say, ask God, but I don't know what that looks like. That's how it all starts. There's a book. I forgot to tell you about that. The You and Your Book is another really good starting point for people, and I think that's linked on the website somewhere um, because that was something the Holy Spirit and I wrote together last year, um, and it help because that that's for me ultimately i think is if people if i can help people hear god for themselves yes it's nice to have input from other people and i love getting prophetic words etc but i always want to take that back to god okay so what do you say about this help me understand it so um that was an, an aside really yeah uh, and and i'll I'd, I'd already grabbed the uh, the link straight to the book and i'll stick that in the show notes as well so sure. it's a very little book it won't take you long to read it's uh <laughs> well actually it's too uneven equal parts the first part unpacks the IER the second part is what's called the should shove a challenge uh, so for those people who get tangled up with like who they should be that and I, here's a funny coincidence I wrote this back about eight years ago the should shove a challenge it was an email series and then when I started to write this book with God he went go back and find that and I went back and found it and I took a little bit of editing but in essence was something that and I love it when God does that we get little names and pieces um, like the itchy soul playground the itchy soul one of my fiction novels is called the itchy soul like I love I love it when these bits all come back into play. It's just so fun. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I think fun sums up everything there. <laughs> Good. Um, but and and, and and just uh, you know, overall uh, the the general conversation. I just love the, the the thought, which totally matches with my view on thing that you know, and we 
cannot understand everything that is going on there's a there's a truth out there that we we probably will never know and mm-hmm. and we're always uncovering new bits and extra bits there's always stuff to find and different mm-hmm. people attach different labels to some of those bits so you, you know like we said before you might call it god someone else might call it the universe someone else might call it science someone else might call it whatever it might be we've all yeah. got our own t- but the labels don't matter um mm-hmm. recognize there's more out there come back to self recognize mm-hmm. what's within you and be more you here yeah. <laughs> and, and come from love and then yeah things will work Definitely. <laughs> i know i think it's so true have, so. that's um so yeah that's 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 my summation of the of the conversation in a in as much of a nutshell as i can cram it <laughs> yeah and all those that was impressive all of those strands you brought it back to that but no it's true you know being be being be good humans you know because uh, yeah so thank you so much for that and um uh yeah i just wish you all the best with the the blue house and where that goes what that does whatever it looks like it'll, it'll evolve again or shift again mate to a I'm certain sure extent and that's all fine will. that's all good yeah yeah i'm and, sure it will uh, be thank you so much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure no no it's been fun i've had a real giggle these podcasts are not necessarily here to give you all the answers i want you to think about what's been said what's come up and how you might apply that to your own situation and if you've enjoyed it then please subscribe to the podcast and of course share it on the social media platforms and so more people get a chance to hear what's going on. Thanks very much for listening. My name's Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment and I want you to enjoy your business so much it makes your bits tingle.